for Tyler's. All eyes to Tassie in the morning. Brent Costello broke this story on Wind News on Monday night that the federal government was going to put forward its $240 million to build the new stadium at Macquarie Point. Brent, welcome to AFL Nation. Nice to be with you, Jared. Thanks for having me. What's going to happen tomorrow morning? Well, hopefully Anthony Albanese rolls in with a big novelty check and, uh, and hands it over to Jeremy Rockliffe <laughs> and we can uh, get this AFL team happening. So the sense of expectation is that th this is the night before Christmas. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, look, it, it's still pretty divisive down here. There's no doubt about that. There's plenty of opposition to this happening. Um, obviously, people are saying the money could be better spent elsewhere and we've got a housing crisis at the moment. Um, you know, health is, is always uh, at the top of the news, but um, obviously you need to spend money to make money and, and this is one way of doing it by doing exactly what Adelaide and Perth have done and, and plonking a stadium right in the CBD. When did the when did the support politically progressively fracture, Brent? When you look back over the past few months, no doubt when the stadium uh, became a thing, because before that uh, it all had tripartisan support for, for Tasmania's AFL push. The Greens were on board, uh, State Labor was on board, and obviously the State Liberals who are in power here at the moment. But uh, as soon as the stadium became a thing and it was revealed how much it was going to cost, that's when uh, questions started being asked, particularly by state Labor. And the, and the federal government, so uh, you had this story on Monday night. Is how, how likely did you feel it was that the, the feds would pay their part or has that been in the wind for a while? Yeah, I've been pretty confident the whole way through. If you go back uh, over the last probably... 24 months, it's, it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, but more so in the last uh, few months, we were pretty confident that uh, this was going to happen. Um, but it has been a roller coaster, Jared. There's been no doubt about that. I've been covering this story for 15 to 20 years, and there's been many ups and downs. And uh, as I said on, on uh, SEN Tassie this morning, when, when it is announced, when Gil does come and rubber stamp the deal, I'll be p thinking about people like Bob Gozzi and Michael Kent, who, who led our pushes in the in the 1990s. And Unfortunately, didn't get anywhere with it, but um, that we owe a lot to them as well for, for pushing our case even back then. You must have been pretty confident when you saw Gil McLaughlin, um, the chairman of the commission, Goiter, and uh, the Prime Minister, Albanese, all drinking out of the same bottle of red about four <laughs> weeks ago. Yes, Jared, absolutely. It always helps, doesn't it, when you see them together and uh, having a good time. And, uh, yeah, no doubt that... Uh, the AFL just gets it done, don't they? They know how to, to get these government deals done and uh, that's why we're going to back them in to get this one done as well, I suppose. So they've done a, a brilliant job again of that. And, um, yeah, obviously it's going to be fantastic when it's built. So tell us about the debates uh, and how... I mean, clearly there's there's always a you know an, an unfillable bucket that is required for a lot of things like health, education, etc. I mean, the Prime Minister... Uh, said today that uh, there's another $2 billion for uh, health around the nation. It may have been, uh, I guess, uh, in, in, in light of uh, the announcement that's going to come tomorrow and just to head off a little bit of that criticism. But when you see other states that have been transformed, like Melbourne has with this stadium and the MCG, Perth has with Optus Stadium, what's happened with, uh, the, with um, over in Adelaide with uh, their magnificent stadium, it, surely there's people that are seeing that as something that will transform the city of Hobart? No doubt, Jared. absolutely. It's probably a 50-50 split here at the moment. A lot of people can see what it's going to do. And I saw some of the figures for Adelaide over only yesterday, and I think it injects $4 billion into the South Australian economy each year. So 
when you see numbers like that, it's hard to argue. And I think people just look at the outlay of what we're spending on this, but they don't look at what's going to come back in. And that's going to be, you know, tourists and, and everything else that goes with it. It's going to, you know, people are going to come down and watch this team play and travelling supporters, etc. And um, the location for me is just absolutely perfect. Uh, it's yep. literally a drop punt from Salamanca or a couple of drop punts. It's, it's, it's really going to extend the CBD out, all your accommodations within, you know, uh, 90% accommodations within walking distance of the stadium. Um, you know, the car parks will be full around the CBD, meaning people will be going to the shops in there on game day and spending up. So it just, uh, it, it just makes complete sense, I, I think. And, um, yeah, it's going to be magnificent. What's the favourite for the name of the team? There must be uh, straw polls being done everywhere. <laughs> I don't know if there has to be because I think everyone's pretty happy with Devils. Um, yep. the, the branding okay. we've got at the moment for the, the under-18 team in, in the coach league is, is brilliant, I think, and, and they might give it a revamp, who knows. But I just think, um, yeah, the Devils would be a perfect fit. Uh, we had them in the VFL back in the day. Uh, the basketball side didn't go too well with that moniker. We saw them fold, but... Uh, it just makes sense to me. I know we've got the demons in the AFL already. It's a little similar, but, uh, yeah, I think it'd be great. The Devils is in the detail here. Mm. The roof. What, what, what's happened with the roof of the stadium? Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a talking point at the moment, Jerry, because obviously $715 million, you, you do wonder how far that's going to go. Uh, it was originally coming in at 750, and that was with the retractable roof. I think when they were up the road at Regatta Point, but uh, yeah, I, I just think with the cricket situation, as you touched on uh, earlier, and not being able to play Test cricket, particularly under the roof, and whether the ICC changes that in future years, we'll have to wait and see. But um, I, I heard Jared's um, opinion too about you, ne- you need to sort of future-proof it as well if you're going to spend this much money. You kind of need to to make sure it's, um, it's going to go well into the future. And they were talking about the Perspex roof for a little while, but that obviously doesn't open and shut. Uh, retractable roof probably going to cost you $300 million. Um, I like the... I, I, I get what everyone's saying about the roof, but could you could you build it so it goes around and it's sort of a donut that we sort of see in other stadiums around the world where the, the crowd's covered up, but the, the ground itself isn't. I'm not sure if that's a, a, a meet-in-the-middle sort of uh, concept, but... Yeah, no doubt that'll be the next talking point and one of many talking points moving forward. We're going to have list bill, we're going to have staff, and it's going to be new stories galore down here for me to cover, that's for sure. Now, Brent, push for the roof. We're at Marvel Stadium at the moment and it is raining outside and it's beautiful. This is going to be a great game of, of football. The other aspect I think you need to push for is gather round in 2029, three stadiums in, in Tassie. I heard there's going to be a push immediately to get every team down there in the early stages of this development. Be magnificent, John O. Uh, I think it'll work beautifully down here. I know it wouldn't be gathered in the one spot as, as you were in Adelaide but uh, gathered in the one state still pretty cool I reckon and we heard also today that uh, the, the federal government's putting $65 million into Utah Stadium which is matched by the, the state government so there's a, a large chunk of money going into Launceston as well and obviously the team will play uh, a couple of or well, probably three or four games up there each season so it's great to know we'll have uh, two quality venues at, at either end of the state Notice with interest your comments on 360 the other night, Jared, that you'd wait and go bang um, with the, the team and the new stadium launching at the same time. I, I feel like that's not a bad call from you, and uh, we'll have to wait and see where that one lands as well. So I don't think that's the way it's going from what I know of what <laughs> was spoken about today. is um, the it's still I think we're talking 28. It's possible we're talking 27. Uh, and the, the period of time that everybody's prepared to wear not being in the new stadium. It looks like it's definitely a season. 
Yeah, look, it, 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 and that's not far away. That's going to come around so quickly if it is 2027. There's a lot to do. There's a high-performance centre to build as well, obviously. So, um, yeah, whoever is in charge of this in the interim uh, is going to have a, a lot of work ahead of them, that's for sure. So there's going to be games played at UTAS. I mean, the economics of this, from my understanding, was uh, on nine games of AFL footy, but uh, there's ways and means around that, I suppose. But uh, where is this? where is the team going to be based? I assume it's got to be at Macquarie. Yeah, we're based in, in Hobart, Jared. They're looking at a, a few different sites now for that high-performance centre. Right. I think one's at Canelian Bay, which is probably a five-minute drive from the CBD. Another one I heard was the Rosney Golf Course, which is just across the bridge on your way to, to Blunston Arena. Um, so there's a few sites in the mix, but um, that'll be probably one of the first things I need to get cracking on, I suppose, because that's uh, going to be really important as, as to, to how successful the team's going to be. Chesty the fisherman, he's the uh, number one flathead fisherman uh, in Hobart. He wants, he's just texted me and he wants to know whether you'll be able to arrive by boat. Absolutely. Uh, that, that'll be uh, very important. That'll be the feature. Game with him, I reckon. He's got the big red boat, doesn't he, Jerry? He's That's got the big red boat, there? yep. yep. Yeah. He's famous yeah. down there. No. Best flathead. No, boats will, <laughs> boats will be a big way of getting to the stadium, no doubt about it. Give, give me your best guess on timelines, Brent, from here. So tomorrow, the Prime Minister... What do you reckon happens yep. in the in the week thereafter? Yeah, well, I've heard all along that Gil was only going to be a couple of days behind, but um, after things weren't settled, it seems, in that phone hookup today with uh, a few clubs not being on that, we might have to wait a little longer, perhaps, as you said before, towards the end of next week, potentially. But um, I don't think it's going to be a super long wait by all reports, no. So um, the sooner the better, obviously, Gil wants to, or potentially leave, where well, we think he's going to leave. But uh, this is obviously one he wanted to tick off before he goes. So I don't think we're we'll waiting too long for that final uh, green tick. And will you be the official and inaugural media manager for the Devils? <laughs> You've been pushing for this for a long time. <laughs> if you can get me that gig, Jared, I will take it with uh, both hands. I think that would be a, a pretty exciting role to go into. You've got the contacts, so if you can make it happen for me, mate, I'll take it. Thank you. We've been talking about this for about eight years, I reckon, uh, Chief. <laughs> so uh, I, yep. I reckon you do. You've sat at the right hand of the father. <laughs> Gutsy Goodwin there for a period, period of time, and now Rocky. You've been guiding them through the difficulties. You've done a great job. Thank you. We've got there. How exciting, hey? It's going to be uh, yeah, big, uh, big week ahead. There's no doubt about it. I have a hunch that there's been a lot of theorising around who should be in what roles. I have a hunch you and I are, are aligned on who the first president should be. Who's your yep. view? Yep. Peter Gutwin has to be, yep. I think. Um, he's the man that has got us to this position, really. If he wasn't as strong as he was to the AFL and threatening to withdraw those contracts for Hawthorne and North Melbourne. We mightn't be sitting here talking about this right now. And I actually asked him uh, about well, a week and a half ago when I caught up with him at a, a press conference uh, if he was in the mix for this job and he sort of laughed it off and that made me think uh, even more that he, he might be in the mix for it. He said, look at my LinkedIn resume. You'll see how busy I am. I'm probably busier than I was when I was Premier. But uh, no, he'd, he'd make the perfect first chairman or president for sure. Yeah, I reckon you're right. You're going to have someone with, uh, who yep. can move and shake the town, and he's certainly been able to do that. Well, he sounded like he wanted to be the uh, the president when he sort of reacted to James Sicily's commentary. He, he <laughs> sounded like a, an us-against-them sort of president. What did that do to the local mood, Brent? Yeah, no, it wasn't, uh, wasn't ideal, I guess, to hear that from uh, the skipper of the, the team the state pays for. But, um, look, yeah, I, I feel for him a little bit because we always complain about uh, players being too robotic and he was simply being honest. But 
I guess if it was a Carlton or an Essendon player or, or another club, it wouldn't have been as big a story. It's uh, unfortunately when you're the captain of the club uh, and, and your team's sponsored by Tasmania, not the greatest of looks, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, look, it is what it is. What about the stocks underneath? Say from 14 on, they're the ones that are going to be uh, in the in the draft that uh, hopefully will be supplying the kids to Tasmania. Is it is it better than it was? Well, it's no secret we need to do more, Jared. Absolutely, um, we, we haven't been punching above our weight when it comes to draftees, really. Um, so th- that'll be helped along though with this other package, and that's what we haven't really spoken about either. Is the 360 odd million dollars the AFL is going to tip into Tasmania once this is all um, green lighted as well, and that's uh, 90 million for game development, uh, 33 for talent academies. So uh, it's a lot of money coming in, and that that will no doubt help. The structure is going to be interesting underneath too, because we've got a state league here at the moment that's only got seven teams in it, and only two in the states north, so it's a bit lopsided. So I think we'll see a whole restructure of uh, of regional footy. Uh, we'll probably obviously get a VFL team as well. Um, so that that's another subplot to all this that we'll need to uh, work out as well. And could you name me the inaugural captain? The inaugural like if you had, captain. If you, if you had the pick, oh. you could go around and pick out the inaugural captain you wanted oh. to be there for five years. So he's about probably going to be 24 right now. Nick Dacos, thanks. <laughs> I thought you'd go for Nick, but Good unfortunately, you've got to shoot high. you got to shoot high. Uh, so a big day in the town tomorrow. Have you seen a release from the Prime Minister's office yet? Have you got a time? No, we've been refreshing our emails all afternoon at, uh, at the work office, that's for sure. But uh, I believe it's quite early. You wouldn't want to be sleeping in. I'll, I'll put it that way. I won't go with what I know in case it's wrong, but uh, I think <laughs> it's going to be quite early in the day. Because the PM's off to Kyle Sanderland's wedding we found out today. So he's got yes, a big yeah. day. Priorities. He's the disc jockey. Right, there you go. Uh, Brent, terrific. Uh, and well done on all that you've done, including breaking the story on Monday night that this was happening. I appreciate it, Jared. Good to talk to you, boys. Thank you.